This is Making Connections with your host, Scott Edwards and Scott Neville. This week, we have a very special guest that covers the Dodgers, who, if you didn't know, are in the World Series. So, Scott, take it away. Great point, Sherar. Um, so, Andy McCullough was our guest this week. He works for The Athletic, which is just massive now. And uh, he was really fun. We didn't really know uh, what we were getting with this one because he is an L.A. writer and we have much less experience with these guys. But uh, he was honestly really fun. I uh, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so here is Andy McCullough. Hey, guys. Sorry for the delay. Hey, no worries. Sorry. What's going on? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Great, great, great. Yeah, so um, we are doing a directed study on just okay. yeah, in journalism. And, uh, yeah, we've had a bunch of people on, and we're trying to – you know, learn as much as we can about the industry, and then they're going to use it. Uh, it seems like they're going to use it to, uh, for classes, and I'm not really sure exactly. Hopefully, just to help okay. students. Uh, I know it's going on like our school website and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, we can get into it if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. How how long do you guys want to go? Um, so we have nine questions. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So. First one's just a, I just like to do like a fun one off the top. Uh, we're Red Sox fans. We're from we're from Massachusetts. So uh, yeah, this is I mean, it was a tough trade. We understand that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion on Jeter Downs and Connor Wong? I, we know Verdugo. Oh, uh, I don't uh, I don't have much on Wong. Downs is a good player though. I mean, Downs was you know the Dodgers did well to get him from the Reds and that kind of salary dump. Uh, I'd rather have Mookie Betts, but yeah. Yeah. Downs is a good player, or could be a good player. I don't know. He's a kid, but like, yeah, he's a decent, decent infield prospect. Might be able to hit a little bit. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, he's not Mookie Betts. Um, no, I don't know no. That, but you know, it <laughs> it's pretty bad, huh? I imagine just like being in Boston right now, watching the World Series is brutal. Especially because it's they not great. Only talk about the Red Sox. I think we got more coverage than the Rays did in Game One. I right, right, yeah. It, that didn't help. That was that was <laughs> tough. Oh yeah, it's not it's not great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love cheering on Mookie still because sure, you know, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, good player. But it's uh, not great to cheer him on. He doesn't have to rub a home run every single game, is my right. Like, <laughs> well, just think. But just think, like, isn't it pretty cool? You guys have all that payroll flexibility, and like, <laughs> it'll definitely get reinvested in the team, especially oh, yeah. now that revenues are down because of the pandemic. Like, that money will definitely get spent. Maybe we'll oh, get George yeah. Springer, which will be like That's a league average right fielder <laughs> for the same price. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he's like from Connecticut, so that's you true. Can really, you can really, uh, you can really. I don't know if he's from Connecticut. I know he went to UConn, but you can really yeah. rally, you know, the New England faithful. And he played with Matt Barnes, so I mean, honestly, I don't know why we didn't trade Moogie sooner. That's right. It's a good point. I do not like that idea at all. <laughs> uh, all right, Sorry, I my will. Cat is uh, edging into the frame. No, that's uh, perfect. No worries. No worries. Yeah. We've had we've had kids. We've had pets. That yeah. kind of just jump in, so no worries here. Who else have you guys talked to? Uh, so we had uh, Jeff Passan was our biggest. Uh, I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's a good friend. Yeah, Carrie, get out of the camera. Kansas City thing. I assume that you probably know him, but yeah. We had Who's that? Passan, uh, do you know okay. Tony Maserati? 
He's like, yeah, a, yeah. I don't know him personally, but I know his work, obviously. Yeah, he was the last one we had, and then we had uh, mostly local guys. Chris Mason's a Pats guy. He did do the Red Sox for like. A couple yeah, of yeah. Uh, Steve Peralt from Section Town, the Red Sox podcast. I don't know him. Yeah, um, Michael Hurley is at WBZ. A lot of local guys. So okay, that, cool. But, um, cool. Yeah, and Jeff's a good dude. Jeff's, like, Jeff's one of my best friends. I just love giving him shit. Huh. Yeah, no, of course. And he just <laughs> really. Did you say Decomo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you guys are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Good grief. <laughs> who do you, yeah, who, who, do we not, who should we go for? What Decomo? do you think? Decomo? Good Lord. No, Tony's a, Tony's a good buddy. So. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's helped us multiple times. So sure. We're, we're oh yeah. Excited. Oh Drellic, you know Drellic? We had him. <laughs> yeah, no Drellic. I know Drellic. Yeah. <laughs> that was, oof, man, this is a real rogues gallery of uh, charlatans. Yeah, Passon was not a huge fan. He had a similar reaction to Drellic too. He's oh well, I mean, you know, that's just because like we kicked his ass on sign stealing. Like that's just because Jeff got beat on that story. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. that. I that's. Actually, you're right. He, that's exactly what he said. That's, that's <laughs> he, just, it's yeah. just because we beat him. Yeah. We brought back some memories that he didn't want. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. Jeff's like one of my best friends. And I was, you know, so I work at the athletic and like I was talking to, you know, to Ken and Evan at the GM meetings when they were like very close to, you know, publishing the story. And, you know, I was kind of helping them out. Like, a, like I, I helped them out like a, half of one percent on that i would say you know like a very small amount there were a couple things that i contributed to it uh but i just like you know jeff's just kind of like going about his day like walking around the you know the um the lobby and i was just like man his day is just about to be fucking ruined it's so bad for my pal like you know he's just like his day is just like he's gonna be so upset in 10 minutes and he doesn't know it you know oh man. So, yeah, yeah. anyway 24 hours we're just like don't talk to me i'm just gonna shut down for a little bit. yeah i mean it was you know like it's a credit to ken and to evan i mean evan obviously you know covered the team and uh you know like i in 2018 someone from a team you know i wrote something kind of about like the dodgers and astros the previous world series and someone from a team was just like he was like you know the Astros were stealing signs with a camera and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like they had they had an illegal you know like having a legal camera and you're just like it sounds you know it just sounds like sort of like uh, you know fever swamp stuff it just doesn't right. sound like real like what are you talking about you know and they're like yeah you should write it I'm like oh okay yeah I'll just write it that's that seems pretty simple I'll just write it you know um, but it's a credit to those guys that you know, they heard that sort of stuff and just kept after it for years before they finally got it. So, anyway. Yeah, we were excited for a drill, like, and then he stopped answering our text. So, it's like, whatever. <laughs> we don't He's really the worst. Him. He's the fucking worst. All right. <laughs> what else we got? Right. So, I will uh, – I have, like, this, you know, main startup question for everyone because I think it's the most basic, but it can, you know, it's different for everyone. So, how did you get started in journalism? Um, yeah, so I went to Syracuse, uh, kind of thinking that I would do journalism, but not really sure. Um, I was pretty lazy when it came to applying to colleges. So like, I only applied to like, three schools, didn't get into Georgetown, got into Syracuse and Missouri, and was like, all right, I guess I'll be a journalist, um, you know, because it was kind of the thing to do. But I, just, you know, I'd always liked writing as a kid. And uh, I always really liked history and I like sports. And so, um, you know, I started working at the, at the student paper there. Um, 
my sophomore year because the uh, the girl that I was dating, she worked there. I didn't work there at all freshman year. Like all I did was basically just drink and drink. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, so sophomore year though, the girl who I was dating was like, working at the paper and she knew that I liked writing. And so, you know, I, I thought it would be a good idea. And I just kind of fell in love with it. You know, like I worked, I was spent six semesters, um, working at the paper, like, you know, as like an editor in various positions, I covered, you know, lacrosse football, uh, you know, I was the managing editor for a semester. Um, and just kind of, you know, really threw myself into it. Um, you know, read a ton and, uh, I was really fortunate, you know, that the, like I was able to work with a lot of guys who are, you know, in the business now, you know, uh, Zach Berman, Matt Gelb, um, Tyler Dunn, you know, uh, were guys I went to college with who, you know, we were all peers and yeah, just like, you know, applied to all the internships when I, uh, you know, was in, like in the summer. So I did, did internships at the, uh, this local paper in suburban Philadelphia after a sophomore year. I was at the Columbus Dispatch after junior year and then uh, was fortunate enough to get an internship at the Star-Ledger when I graduated and I got kind of kept on at the Star-Ledger at the end of the summer and I've been kind of, you know, stuck in this uh, business ever since. <laughs> not, a bad, not a bad place to be stuck in. Yeah, it's all right. It, it beats working for a living, man. I'll tell you that much. And it's also like when you were like starting off, you're like, well, all right, I guess I kind of like writing. Let's go to Syracuse School of Journalism. That's a good start. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I was very fortunate, you know, to be able to get in and get, you know, financial aid and all that sort of shit. So, um, you know, yeah. And, and it was, you know, it was a good school. Like the school itself was fine. Um, it's like way too expensive. I could, you know, like if I, I wouldn't have been able to go if I didn't, uh, you know, like have a really, really good financial aid package, you know, between scholarships and stuff. And so um, it's like hard to, like, I think if you just go anywhere, right. And there's like a student newspaper where you can just work and learn how to write like from trial and error, like you'll be in a perfectly fine position to get into the industry. I think the journalism school was like super overrated, but the student paper was great. Uh, the student paper was, is the reason why Syracuse has such a good reputation, not the journalism school, I would say. That's good to know. I don't, we haven't yeah. heard that. That's interesting. Um, so my next question was, were there any like specific big breaks that got you to where you are right now? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, like, like every one of them. I mean, every, <laughs> like, every job I have gotten since I was at the star ledger was because I was either friends with, uh, Jeff Passan or Jesse Sanchez, you know, from MLB.com, you know? So like, uh, well, at least like, I don't know, a bunch of jobs I got were because of those guys. Like I got hired by the Kansas city star because I applied and they didn't, you know, I was, I was covering, I guess we can start, you know, start the game. Like the biggest break I, I got was just, you know, that the star ledger decided to run an internship program at the last second in the summer of 09, which is something they hadn't done. They'd gone through a serious, you know, bloodletting uh, in 2008, the winter of 2008, it looked like the paper might go under. They kind of were able to like pull back from the brink. And then, you know, that summer they found like a hundred dollars lying around somewhere and they're like, okay, we can, give $10 to 10 interns. Um, and so, so I never actually even applied to the star ledger, I guess the what, and this story might be apocryphal, but like the sports editor at the, at the ledger told me his name is Drew Van Esselstyn. He had used to work at the Washington post. And so he 
they basically realized in like April that they could, they might have enough money to have an internship program. And so my, you know, Drew, the editor reached out to some friends at the post because the post has a really famous internship program. And he was like, Hey, do you have any, you know, rejects from your sports department internships who you thought were okay. And the sports editor at the post passed along myself and Matt Gelb. Now, like, I'd never had any contact with the post. It was like the place I had always and still really would, you know, love to work there someday. Um, but like I had no contact with them whatsoever. They never said like, you will we like you anything. We just sent you a form rejection, but for whatever reason they sent me and, you know, Matt Gelb who I actually went to college with, uh, you know, over to the ledger and drew liked our clips and basically like they called and were just like, Hey, do you want to come intern at the star ledger? And I was like, are you, you guys are still in business. Yes. That sounds great. <laughs> Um, so like, you know, so I was able to get kept on, you know, at the end of the summer, sorry, fucking cat, Harry, stop it. Um, I was able to get kept on at the end of the summer, you know, like a year later, uh, Brian Costa, our Mets writer got hired to, um, to go to the wall street journal and the paper didn't really have any money to hire someone competent to cover the Mets. So they just gave me the job, which was, so I was like covering the Mets at 22 when I was completely unqualified. Uh, and, you know, and then just like every, like I said, everything I've applied for since, you know, I applied for the job in Kansas city after covering baseball in New York for four years. And um, you know, Jeff used to work at KC and like still had a, you know, used to work at the star and had a, had a really good relationship with the editor in chief and, you know, was kind of able to put in like a good word for me and, you know, they hired me and, you know, uh, like, a, like a few years after that, like the sports editor at the LA times was, you know, good friends with Jesse Sanchez. And he said, you know, Hey, who would be good to cover the Dodgers? We're looking to, you know, have him find a new Dodgers writer. And Jesse was like, you should hire this guy. And they like flew me out there and, you know, so it's just like a lot of it is just, you know, I think, I think, you know, a lot, I, I like, to believe that a lot of it is like doing good work, but I think also just maintaining relationships with people is, you know, is really important. So yeah, I mean like just tons of, you know, good breaks. I work at the athletic because I'm very close with Mark Gehrig and Mark, you know, vouched for them and uh, vouched for me with them, you know, and I had kind of gone back and forth with the athletic, you know, talking about a job for, you know, a year or so before I actually, you know, year and a half, I think actually before maybe more than that, like, yeah, whatever but a long time before I actually came over. But the reason they kept a spot in mind was because Mark, you know, basically said like, no, we need to, you know, we want to bring him in eventually. So, you know, I think it's just like maintaining relationships with people, which is mm -hmm. kind of a, like, you know, it sounds like uh, sort of a, you know, an old boys network in a lot of ways and a lot of ways, I guess it is, but, you know, I like to think that I get considered for these jobs because I do good work, but also because, you know, people like me who the, I don't fucking know. Though. I have no idea. I think it's just all, it's all just, <laughs> I mean, it's just all luck. Everything is luck. Like applying for a job is luck. You know, getting a job is luck. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. The idea that it's a meritocracy is just a is total like falsehood. I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, it's all, it's, there's just so much luck involved in the entire process. Yeah. hundred percent. I think too, like, if you're good though, you can almost create your own luck. Like if you're good at writing, you can get these opportunities. Yeah. If you're That's what Billy Zane said, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, yes. I know though. Like I still have applied for dozens of jobs over the years that I was like, I was like, Oh, I'd be a great fit for that. And you just never hear yeah. anything, you know? So it's just, and then, you know, you hear 
from stuff that you think like, you know, you're not qualified for. They're like, yeah, we'd love to talk to you. I'm like, oh, that sounds like stupid on your part, but okay. You know, so anyway. Yeah, we both had that a little bit. Like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. NBC or whatever, but you got Nesson, which makes me. yeah it's uh it's a weird industry we've learned that already and you know we haven't graduated Mm -hmm. yet we graduate uh next semester but okay it's it's interesting so far for our own experience and i think hearing other people's experience helps us more than anything because it's not it's not easy at all this business and like you said luck has a lot to do with it which like that's not great for me i can't say i'm the luckiest guy around but you know <laughs> that's fine i'll i'll get through that yeah. uh but yeah thank you for that and you said you said you know keeping those relationships was important so i wanted to ask you sorry for my dog by the way he will it's not all good stop. i can i can like barely hear it it's all good okay good um if there, so you said making connections. I assume this probably has to do with this, but if there was one tip you would give to someone attempting to get into the industry, uh, what would it be? I guess it depends on what you want to do in the industry. Like, if you want to write, if you want to do yeah. broadcast stuff. Like, I don't, I don't have a clue how to break through in the broadcast. <clears throat> we'll say journalism then. We'll yeah. say journalism. Yeah, then. I mean, I all the only thing I know how to do is to like write a story, basically. Um, so I think just like the big thing is to get as much experience as you can, you know, when you're in high school and college, you know, so whether that's like working for the student paper, the student publications, you know, student radio stations, but also, you know, trying to figure out ways to like get opportunities to freelance for the local papers, you know, if there's stories you can pitch to them, that sort of stuff. But like, it's hard. And it's like demeaning and you kind of got to, you know, eat a decent amount of shit, unfortunately, on the front end, mostly just because you don't know what you're doing. But I think just like getting the reps of, you know, getting the reps of doing enough stories so that when you are put in a newsroom for the force for the first time, like as an intern or first job or whatever it is, that when you are presented with an assignment, you can carry that assignment out, you know, like there's always, you know, we would always find like, we'd have interns at, you know, papers I worked with over the years and they would come in and you'd read the clips and, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, this person can write a little bit or like, Oh, that's an interesting angle or whatever. But then you like send them to the ballpark, you know, and it's like, can you actually produce something on deadline? And there were some kids who were able to do that. And there were some kids who who weren't. And I don't even think it's a matter of like ability. I think it's just reps. You know, it's just like whether or not you've actually done that before, whether, you know, like you've written a game story on deadline or not, you know, that's not like an easy thing to learn. And so you need to get the reps, you know, like now before you try and get a job. Um, I mean, yeah, like I think the easiest way to get in the business is just like show an ability for it and do good work. And, you know, I think it's not like, and I don't think that is really comes in the form of like, you know, writing columns or writing analysis or having takes. I think it's like doing actual journalism, like talking to people and producing, you know, original sort of reporting on stuff. I, I just, cause I just think there's, you know, the take economy is so like uh, inflated at this point that there's really almost no way in if you're trying to go that route, I guess. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing to hear because it's, you know, like you say, covering a game or I think it was last week we had when we had Tony Maz on, 
He mm-hmm. said that covering a beat is one of the most important things you could do in, if you're trying to get into this industry because it really enhances your writing. And, you know, you're like you said, you're doing those game uh, game coverage and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand in that. And uh, I do find that very interesting. It's, yeah. it's a hard industry as an overall, but I do appreciate that, you know. Yeah, I'm big on the whole, like, you have to cover a team to, like, understand how to be, like, a journalist. And I think that's totally fair. Um, oh, I mean, that's, I agree with that, like, 100%. Yeah. Like, right. there is a, there is a, you know, if you go and read, like, a, a paper that, a paper that covers a team well versus, like, the national coverage in the World Series, you're going to get, like, almost two completely different worlds. Yes. Essentially. And, you know, like, because the thing is that if you are around enough, uh, you understand what is bullshit and what isn't essentially. And you understand Mm -hmm. like when an answer is true or false. And if you're not around, you just have no idea. You know, you're like, I don't know the manager's ticks. I don't know like his coded language. I don't know, you know, what this guy means when he says this, but if you're around the team every day, you know it. And, mm-hmm. and you see it, you know, like at this time of year that like the LA times will have better coverage of the Dodgers, you know, than the New York times. And that's just because the LA times is there every day. You know, it's yeah. not that the New York times isn't trying hard and they don't have good people, but they just don't spend enough time around the team to know what the fuck's going on. Right. Right. That's a good, that's a good point. And, you know, I do really appreciate this, this part of the conversation because I know, I know, I am willing to go anywhere. I know he's probably willing to go anywhere yeah. to get cover a team like that. So, yeah, it's good to hear from people that are in the industry. It, you know, makes that idea more reasonable, yeah. especially when some other people like that you're close to don't understand it as much. So, I do, I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Going out uh, like a pretty cool spot too. Um, yeah, I can uh, imagine. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, what is the – if you could evolve your career further, like, however you want, like, you get to pick, what would you want to do? Because I know you have a podcast, and obviously you write at The Athletic, yeah. which is a great spot. But, like, how would you want to – if you could do anything, what would you want to do? Uh, I, w- I would like to be able to um, be a better investigative reporter. I, I wish I knew how to do shit with FOIA. I wish I had a better – understanding of how to work court records um i mean that's the main thing is i want to just i want to just be a better reporter i mean like i don't you know i don't want to do tv i would be i've done you know i did mlb network stuff and then i stopped doing it because uh well one because they said i always had to wear a tie i was just like you guys don't pay me enough to like (laughs) i'm not not wearing a tie for 50 bucks like i'm just not uh i don't even know how much it was but whatever like and then i was also like i'm not taking money from the commissioner's office like i just you know i don't need it like you know Uh, and i don't begrudge anyone who does because like we all need you know money in this business but i was fortunate enough to be paid well enough that i didn't need to do that i didn't i was able to like you know have that sort of haughty ethical stance or whatever but Mm -hmm. i don't want to do tv but like i didn't want to i just don't like it it's like it's just dog shit like it's just like so bad um you know the way everything is discussed like yeah it's just terrible i like doing podcasts but like it's hard it's a lot harder than um it's a lot harder than i thought it would be to do really good episodes and i think that 
Yeah, I mean, it's it was it would in order to do that well, I would have to. I mean, I think I do it okay, but in order to do it well, I think it would have to be like a full time. Yeah. Okay. I guess, that and sense. that just doesn't. I'm not the person for that, and my voice is like annoying. Uh, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. I have like sort of like irritating opinions. Um, and in order to do it well, it would have to be a full-time thing. So like, I, I, you know, the ceiling on that is limited. So I just want to get better as a writer. You know, I want to be able to do, uh, just better investigative stuff. I want to, you know, like I said, being able to work with documents, court documents, court, you know, FOIA records and things like that. I think there's a lot of stuff hidden beneath the surface that, you know, uh, I would prefer to be able to get into, uh, but yeah. So interesting. interesting. We definitely right. like the podcast aspect of that because we've been doing that since freshman year and it, it didn't start well. That first semester oh. was so tough, but I think we kind of hit our stride. Really, I don't know. We got comfortable end of freshman year, like second semester. And then I think sophomore, junior year, we were putting out solid content. And then this year, we're doing this instead of like a normal podcast because mm-hmm. trying to get a little bit more out of it. Plus, I'd rather do the interviews. I don't know how you feel, Scott, but I, I like the interviews more than just like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the interviews are far more insightful just for us personally. Like, selfishly, it's better for us. And I think it comes out better, too. I think the conversation we have tends to be decent. Yeah. Plus, I mean, people I'm not going to. We say, like, when we get, right. like, someone that's doing this for a living, like, they care about that. Like, if Jeff yeah. Passman has a cool take on something, people are like, I'll click on that. But when we're like, hey, this is our opinion on the Patriots, people are like, dude, we don't care. You're Yeah. Yeah. It's oversaturated. And, and, like, frankly, they shouldn't. Like, you guys don't know what the fuck's going on with the Patriots. No. It's true. You're not there. You're not, you know. Yeah. So, and, and that's – and, like, I think it's important, though, like, when you're – I felt like that was something that I sort of understood uh, intuitively, but didn't still fully get until I was, you know, like 25, 26, 27, like still when I was 22, I'd be like, Oh, I wrote the best story off like Pedro Martinez's press conference today. Like, why doesn't everyone recognize that? It's cause like, you don't know what the fuck, you don't know any of this. You just wrote like, you know, <laughs> nice sentences about like what Pedro said at his presser. Like everyone else did a version of that. Your nice sentences aren't worth that much. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta pair the, you know, quality writing with like new information. I mean, that's the whole, that's news, right? Like it's yeah, like presenting exactly. stuff that other people don't have, you know, mm-hmm. well, uh, but it, it takes, you know, it's, it's, it takes like some time to, to fully get what that is like, I guess. I yeah. think it takes yeah. a while. Yeah, I, I think. The athletic too, because you guys do a lot of, like, I mean, like you have like coverage, but it's it's more storyline based, I think, than than most places that are just like, yeah. the Red Sox won four to two today. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, we're we're in we're an imperfect site, but I think we do a lot of things well. I mean, I think it's a very, you know, for me as a guy who spent 10 years in newspapers, it is weird when I click on the site and I can't find out, like, I can't read a game story off, you know, the previous game. But I also recognize that, like, my, what interests me is, like, how did so-and-so writer chronicle this game? Less, like, what happened in the game. But I'm just curious, like, okay, you know, like, uh, you know, Matt Gelb's a good writer. Like, what did Matt write off last night's Phillies game? But it's like, most readers don't think that way. They are, they are interested in different sort of information. And so I think, like, we do a pretty good job of providing something that, that one, is, you know, distinct from 
our competitors, but uh, two, you know, doesn't have a ton of gaps, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of coverage. And that's, but that's really difficult. You know, that's, it's, you know, I think, I think a lot of papers do a really good job covering their various teams, but like, we just have inherent advantages. We don't have deadlines. You know, we don't yeah. have like newspaper. We don't have print deadlines. We don't have artificial space limitations. You know, right. we don't have to deal with basically the, the yoke of the, you know, the daily newspaper. Like, mm-hmm. Cause it just makes the job harder. Yeah. Um, I wish it wasn't that way. I kind of liked, you know, the idea of like picking up the paper and, you know, reading it when I was a kid. I love that, but it's just, it's not feasible anymore. So. Yeah. And I think a lot of, you know, the content you guys do um, pay, pay well or not. I mean, I've, I've subscribed on multiple occasions because especially during baseball season, because I feel like you guys cover it the best in terms of, like he said, in-depth stories and stuff like that. So like, I, I think the big, the most recent, like big one per se is uh, Ken Rosenthal just destroying the Red Sox about the Mookie Betts trade like that (laughs) that was one I was like okay well I gotta read this and I think yeah I forget the like exact line at the beginning but he was like um too bad or something about like the Red Sox wanting financial uh right flexibility I was like no that's right no that's fair and I think I think that's something special about the athletic and like you said uh you can't click on you know this game story how the game went but you can look at it in a different light and I think yeah. that's something we appreciate because you know we like this business and we like the more in-depth stuff than mm-hmm. probably the normal guy so yeah, yeah that makes stuff. sense that makes sense yeah. yeah it's a good site people should subscribe they probably like it if you like sports should, you'll probably de- like it they definitely should subscribe that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but subscribe on my story so I get credit for them there I was go. wondering if that's how that works. Like, if you're on, if I'm on your page and I, you get like a commission thing. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it. I don't get any money from it. Uh, okay. But like, you know, there are, um, yeah. I mean, the idea is we want to, you know, build the subscriber base, and so you want to do work that you know reaches new people. I guess people who aren't already okay. subscribed. Want to satisfy the current uh, subscribers, but you also want to keep expanding. I mean, that's that our, our business, our business model is subscriptions. We don't have ads. So, yeah. you know, yeah. in order to, to keep growing, we need to keep adding, you know, mm-hmm. subs. So we're over a million apparently, and that's great. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't want to get too deep into it. I don't want to yeah. get fired. Yeah. We won't make, we won't. Really <laughs> podcast. That'd be a tough thing to get fired for. Uh, yeah, though. I don't think execs are listening here. I'm going to be honest, but I, but yeah, it's a good call. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, I was about to queue up, like, what's the biggest difference between the athletic versus uh, regular news outlet, but I think we kind of just did that. So yeah. um, you can go to your question, I guess. I mean, he also just answered this. He's clearly likes writing more than podcasting, but. Uh, yeah, good point. Is there something in pot, like you said, you know, you'd have to make it a full time, you know, gig to really figure out the perfect plan um is there see this is a question on the spot don't don't you worry is there a way that you believe you could do both and you know excel at both or do you only like you don't care enough per se about the podcast to do Hmm. that which because i 
it's not that, it's not it's not that I don't care and it's not that I'm not putting an effort into it, but it's just oh, like it's, it's difficult to do two jobs. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And, you know, I record three podcasts a week. And so the amount of oh. like <laughs> preparation that would have to right. go into them, you know, is a lot. And yeah. my primary job is writing stories. And so, right. you know, when I'm <clears throat> like I'm working you know, I haven't had a day off in a long time because I've just been working on covering all the playoff games, you know, from home, but also like working on a bunch of different features and making a lot of phone calls and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And so um, there's been a, uh, you know, there's been, I, yeah, I mean, it's just a time issue. So like, I think I can do a decent job with the podcasting, but mm-hmm. the, the writing just comes first. I mean, that's what Absolutely. the hired me to do. That's, you know, yeah what I'm best at. And so I don't want to remove too much bandwidth from that to do something where I think my ceiling is just more limited. Mm-hmm. Three podcasts a week sound like a, uh, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, I, I did not know openly that you did it three times a week. So I get why you're saying, you know, if you could make that full time, then you'd be able to put more into it. But like you said, you're hired for writing and your writing is great. So I understand oh, that. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, covering the Dodgers is a wonderful ride, I believe. Right now, for sure. Yeah. For now, at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. It's different this year since I'm not at the park and I'm not right. in the clubhouse, and so yeah. I'm pretty disconnected from it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I was the beat writer at the Times for three years, and it was, you know, they went to the World Series two of those years, and it was a, you know, really, really interesting time to be around the team. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of – institutional knowledge i guess and some you know long-standing relationships there that i'm able to draw on but it's it's pretty difficult to do the job effectively you know given the current climate oh and let me ask you is this finally their year uh i mean probably they're a better team than the rays but oh we'll by see. far yeah, yeah. I don't know. we'll see and mookie Betts is gonna win the world series mvp and make all red sox fans cry possibly yeah I mean, that, <laughs> yeah even if he goes like one for 30 they should just do it just to just to that. That'd be a, just to stick it to financial flexibility. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, we weren't uh, going to move at the time. No. You don't need hindsight for that one to trade a top, probably a top <laughs> player of all time if he keeps just doing what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, in general, you don't want to trade that sort of player. <laughs> That's what I. That was my opinion as well. But I'm not in the front office. It's, you know, yeah. a little further away. Yeah. All right. Well, that was. Um, we burned through that. That was. Um, a really good interview. Okay, great. Yeah, you killed a lot of our questions in a good oh, way because you. Sorry. No, 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 <laughs> because you were able to answer them, you know, way more in detail than we could ever ask for. So we mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. you already knew the answer before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Must have been must have been good with tests. Yeah, I don't know about that, but hey, well, thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. Thanks, yeah. thanks for coming on because yeah. uh, we know you're very busy right now. And uh, we're not. We're college kids. So yeah, well, you guys got. So you're both seniors. Yes. Oh man, you guys got fucked. Man, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I live in the. You guys just got crushed. I mean, uh, my room is awesome, and it has a ton of space, and we just can't have anybody over, and the yeah. rules are ridiculous. It's yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, it's uh. I don't want to rub it in, but I will say that my friends and I sometimes talk about how much 
time on the back end of our lives we give up to relive senior year uh, or just any year in college, really mm-hmm. just like any, any year in college. Like, would you, you know, <laughs> would you give up five years on the back end? It's like, ah, no. maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no, it wasn't even a year. It was, <laughs> I remember it was like, it was uh, like April of your senior year. <laughs> like how much would you give up to just relive that month? It's like, ah, 10 years. I don't know. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, freshman year, I think it was my favorite because, um, yeah which is just because I played rugby um, and they know how to do that. Right. Um, I got thrown into that mix and that was really fun. Yeah. Well, I think the key is just, you know, you can still like have a good time once you graduate, you just like have more responsibilities. It's just, you know, just becomes like you're an actual person, but yeah, Yeah. I don't like that. And also like when you're on campus, you're around every, you just know for a fact, every single person you're around is 18 to like 22 probably. And I just, that's the only time in life you'll have your own like group everywhere you go. Yeah. I mean, I remember like I lived in a house with my five best friends and my five other best friends lived across the street, you know, and like my, you know, six other best friends lived like another block away. And so right. I'll, you'll, I'll never have that That's again. Exactly. And that, yeah. you know, and that gets tougher, but yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I got to run. Thank you yeah. so much for having me guys. I appreciate Thank you for coming it. On. Uh, if you need anything, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. Um, Have a good one.